Hello, I am Zach Keating and today I'll be talking to you about Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease is a long-term disease where the gut becomes inflamed and causes pain, which can sometimes be severe. In 2019, there was 4.9 million cases of Crohn's worldwide. Unfortunately, there is no cure for Crohn's, but there are different types of treatment. These treatments include steroids that reduce inflammation, tablets or injections to stop the inflammation coming back and surgery to remove a small part of the digestive system. Crohn's can be quite confusing at the early stages as there is no definite cause. However, sometimes there is a trigger like a really bad cold or illness. It is also hereditary in some cases. Crohn's has many different symptoms that may go unnoticed. Here is what to look out for. Abdominal pain and tenderness, feeling of a filled abdomen, tiredness, diarrhea which could be mixed with blood, mucus or pus in severe cases, constipation, nausea, weight loss, fever, rectal bleeding, and inflammation of the joint, eyes, and mouth. If you have any of these symptoms, contact a medical expert and they will be able to help you further. There are different ways to be diagnosed, such as physical examination to check for possible causes of the symptoms, complete blood count, CBC. Low red blood cell count indicates anemia and increased white blood cell count indicates infection or inflammation. A CT scan of the abdomen provides more details and helps in detecting any other underlying conditions like abscess which x-rays might not detect. Endoscopy provides a detailed view of the inside of the intestine a barium swallow to identify the sites affected and assess the severity of the condition. Now we have some interviews with many different people who have many different experiences. Okay, so I am here with Max Scheel and he is going to tell us about his experiences with the disease. Welcome, Max. Uh, hi, uh, it's a pleasure to uh, be on your show. Thank you. So let's just quickly start with uh, the diagnosis and how you were diagnosed. And Yeah, so um, I was diagnosed with Crohn's um, about two years ago, almost exactly two years ago. Um, and my symptoms started about three to four years ago. Um, and so um, I started with a series of uh, symptoms that actually weren't um, weren't uh were what we call extra intestinal uh, manifestations um and so uh, happening outside my intestine so i had a lot of joint pain um and then i started to have um, mouth ulcers as well um and went to the doctor for those i uh, couldn't figure out what's going on um and then i started having um kind of the uh, gi issues that we um uh, that you most commonly think of with Crohn's, um, and then they were able to diagnose me with a colonoscopy. Right. Um, during this time, how do you think you were treated by doctors and hospitals? Um, so I've had a mixed experience. Um, I think uh, in my initial um, going to the doctor, and they uh, sent me to um, a gastroenterologist uh, really quickly, um, which was really good. I know a lot of people that struggle um, with getting that uh, GI appointment um, initially, um, and I didn't have any problems with that. Um, and uh, getting diagnosed was fairly easy for me, um, but kind of dealing with my symptoms since then has been more difficult, um, and I've had to go to, uh, um, well, two different doctors um, to kind of try and get all of my symptoms um, at bay. Right. Um, staying on the subject of doctors and hospitals, how has medication worked with you and the different kinds of treatment? Yeah, so um, when I was first diagnosed, um, they put me on a steroid um, for about a month um, just to kind of calm down all the um, uh, my immune system. And... Um, I didn't show uh, any signs of um, the disease slowing down. Uh, and so they put me um, on a biologic. Um, and the biologic um, is a type of immunotherapy um, that's used to treat people with uh, autoimmune disorders. Um, and so it kind of targets um, genes uh, that are, you know, um, 
causing these problems uh, inside your body. And so um, that uh, biologic that I've been on, it was, it, it definitely helped alleviate my symptoms. Um, but I've struggled with kind of going uh, in and out of remission, having flare-ups um, over the last couple of years. And I recently had the dosage upped on it as well. Right. Yeah, many people have explained that it's almost like they're putting too much uh, medication for, like, just trying to stop something. Um, so it depends on what medication uh, you're talking about. So uh, a lot of people are putting steroids initially, um, but you can't put someone on steroids for long-term treatment uh, because it causes a lot of other problems. Um, and so usually steroids should only be used for like short-term treatment try to like alleviate um the inflammation um initially uh but the only really solid treatment um would be to go on um, a biologic um and biologics are usually very um safe and have very few um side effects um and uh, have um, been used to treat uh, autoimmune diseases like Crohn's for probably like 30 years now. Um, and so I would definitely recommend if you have the means, if you have the ability, um, and I know there's a lot of people that can there that have struggled with this, um, you know, access to medicine, but um, if you have the ability to go on a biologic um, definitely figure out a way to do so. And I know I'm living in the United States and so our healthcare system is different, but, uh, here I'm able to get it affordably through health insurance through, um, my, uh, work. So, um, I was actually going to talk to you about that as you're in the United States and you don't have, uh, something that we're very lucky to have, like the NHS, how mm -hmm. has that affected you differently to someone that might have been living there? Yeah, so uh, here we have a lot of different uh, wide range of health insurances, um, depending on uh, usually what uh, you do for work or what um, a family member does for work. And so um, I'm actually on a really good health insurance um, plan um, and uh so that helps me for like general, uh, just seeing doctors and stuff like that. Um, but I'm actually on, I just signed up for, um, something that lowers my copay for, uh, my specialty medication, which is my Solera. Um, and, um, that kind of helps with affordability, um, as I'm a 21 year old making not a lot of money. So. Um, I have good in health insurance uh, through uh, my work, but I don't, uh, I can't <laughs> afford necessarily to have a super expensive $200 copay. And so you kind of sign up for this program for people that have, that aren't making, you know, more than a certain threshold of money. Um, it lowers your copay. My copay for my medicine is $5 a month, I believe now. So, Right. Um Speaking, uh, staying on the subject of medication and healthcare, would you say in your time with the disease that medication has changed? Oh, sorry, could you repeat that? Uh, yeah, uh, I said, with your time with disease, do you think medication has changed or has it just stayed the same? Um, so you mean the amount of like treatments that are available? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's been a couple of new treatments um, in the last, I think, two or three years that have come out. One of them I know is Skyrizi, um, and I've seen a lot of advertisements for that, uh, which I know is kind of probably weird for <laughs> uh, your people in the in the UK, but we have advertisements for our uh, medications, and um, and uh, I but I've never been I haven't been on any of the new medications. Um, once you're kind of on a biologic, you stick with it um, until something goes wrong. So um, I haven't uh, been on any of the new medications, but I've heard that they're really, really do a really good job of um, 
targeting um, the uh, genes that gene expression that causes uh, people to have the disease. Um, and I know people that have had success with the, the new medications. I'm just sticking with the one I'm on until it doesn't work, which uh, is usually what um, kind of we're <laughs> what we're supposed to do. Okay. Yeah, brilliant. A lot of people talk about changing their diet and how that has helped them. Have you changed your diet? And if you have, has it helped? Yeah, so there's definitely foods that can trigger a flare. Um, I think an important distinction to make, I think a lot of people are under the impression that like, oh, you have, you know, an upset stomach, like this food is like causing you to have this disease. And it's an important distinction um, between Crohn's disease and anything else that might cause you to have an upset stomach, like IBS, um, which is that this is an autoimmune disorder. And so you're, uh, you have um, a disease that's causing inflammation in your intestines. And so that's not caused by food and it can get uh, worse by eating foods that make you feel worse. And so you have the initial inflammation there. Uh, if I eat a food for, for me, leafy greens are really bad for me. So if I eat leafy greens, it upsets my um, intestines and worsens the inflammation. Um, and so mostly I think I've focused on cutting foods um, that are hurtful to me. Uh, and it's important also when you cut foods, you're cutting the nutrients that you'd get from those foods. And so for me, um, I've had problems with vitamin deficiencies because I can't eat those leafy greens. I'm missing things um, like um, um, fiber and uh, B vitamins and stuff like that. Um, and so it's important to get the nutrients that you're missing uh, from supplements if you do uh, cut foods. Uh, but the, it's interesting, the uh, foods, well, I've found that the foods that um, bother me are different from other people with uh, the same disease. I had a friend uh, in high school who had ulcerative colitis, and when she was in a really, really bad flare, she, uh, the only thing that she could eat is a, a burger from McDonald's, uh, and just the patty. <laughs> and so, um, it just very, it varies by person. Uh, and that's a really important thing to remember about Crohn's disease in general, um, is that it's just very different for every person. Um, where you experience your inflammation can be different. Uh, and what foods you can tolerate, what foods you can't tolerate can also be very different. Right. So uh, you mentioned about people thinking that you've just got an upset tummy or you've eaten something bad. Do you think people understand the disease generally? Generally, I don't uh, think that people have a huge grasp on um, what the disease and what causes it. Uh, well, I mean, no one really knows exactly what causes it, but I meant more of like, people don't understand that it's an autoimmune disorder. Um, and that like, when I like, when my stomach is hurting, it's not the same as like, oh, you had, you know, too much milk last night and your stomach is hurting. And so I think there's definitely a disconnect. Um, I think also I hear, like, I get a lot where people are like, oh, is that like IBS? Um, and it's just very, very different experience and not to discount you know, people that do suffer from um, IBS or um, any other stomach issue, but it's just, it's just a very different uh, type of pain. Um, it's a very um, different disease. So, yeah. So uh, looking into people not understanding the disease, what challenges did that create for you? Like just in your life? Yeah, I think for me, uh, it challenges me socially um, because a lot of times if I, you know, want to hang out with people, um, I have to be the one to kind of initiate, to instigate, um, because, um, it's hard. People know, you know, people know I suffer from the disease. They don't know when I'm feeling okay, when I'm not feeling okay. Cause it changes. Like sometimes I feel really good. Other days I feel really bad. Um, and so kind of the biggest thing, the hardest thing for me is like, people don't understand that, like, I can feel fine one day and it can be set off immediately and feel really not good um, uh, the next day or even in the same day. Right. Uh, yeah. So another one of my questions is, has this had a big impact on your social life? 
Yeah, I think definitely. Um, and I think kind of a mixture of this and the pandemic, you know, both of those, I had to kind of go through both of those at the same time. And so we had a lot of, you know, lockdowns here um, in the United States. Um, and so the combination of that and then like not feeling good <laughs> is kind of uh, definitely had a big impact on my social life, especially because I was in college um, when I had all of my problems going on. Um, and so, yeah, I think definitely it uh, impacts my social life. Okay. Uh, yeah, talking about the pandemic, um, do you during that time, what was it like? Because um, you said you were diagnosed around that time. Yeah, yeah. So I was diagnosed in 2021. Um, so it was probably around like the peak yeah. um, cases. Um, I never had COVID, so I never had any complications with it. Um, or And I never had it like worsen my illness or anything like that. Um, but I know that was a problem for some people and not necessarily with Crohn's, but other um, autoimmune disorders. Uh, do you think during that period of time, medically, you were sort of, I don't, I don't know how to put this, sort of forgotten about in a way? Um, you know, it's hard to say because I think I had, I think the peak like lockdowns in the United States was like spring, summer of 2020 and I had, hadn't been diagnosed yet. Um, and so I didn't really have a ton of experience with the healthcare system here until I was diagnosed. Um, and after I was diagnosed, like I've had, I think I've biggest thing is I've had problems getting appointments. Um, uh, but that has to do with, I, I live in a pretty rural area as well. Um, and that definitely, uh, impacts my ability to get healthcare, um, in terms of there's just not enough doctors. Um, but other than that, I think my experience has been pretty good. Um, even with the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned you were in college whilst you were, uh, diagnosed. So how was that, um, affecting your college work and even after that, your, like, just work in general? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, uh, that it really impacted was fatigue. I just felt really chronically fatigued. Um, and I found, and that was up until this year, I found out I had a vitamin B12 efficiency that was causing um, me to be anemic. And so I think that was probably the biggest thing for me, um, uh, is I would just come home. Um, and I, I worked through college too. So I'd, you know, work half the day. I'd do classes half the day and I'd come home and I'd have to do my, um, homework and it would just be, I'd just be really tired. I had a weird schedule of, I would go to bed or I, I would come home and I'd make dinner for myself and I'd try to do homework from like eight to nine PM. And then I'd fall asleep. Um, and then I'd wake up at about like 11 PM and work from like 11 PM to 2 AM and then fall asleep again and wake up at seven for uh working class the next day. So <laughs> it was definitely not the healthiest, um, you know, yeah. uh, sleep schedule but it was you know kind of what i had to do because i'd get really tired after i eat um and um yeah it was it was really rough yeah um you talked about tiredness uh uh that must have affected your personality in some sort of way do you think uh your personality's changed yes yeah for sure i think well and i've struggled mightily um with depression and I know some people have had it the other way where they've struggled uh, with anxiety. Um, but for me, I just get through times when I'm really exhausted and just low energy, depressed, and just kind of really lacking motivation. Um, and I think a lot of that stems from, like, this disease is constant. Um, and there's no – you don't get a break. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. And that's, that's why, you know, people – if people ask me what it's like, I think my number one answer for them is it's just constant. Um, and you just don't really get a, you don't really get a break. Um, because, you know, when you do have that opportunity where you feel better for a few hours or a day or whatever, um, 
you still kind of have that anxiety of like, well, this is just going to go away and, <laughs> you know, and I don't, and I don't know when, but soon. Um, and so that's the biggest thing for me that really affects my personality, my mood um, is just kind of, yeah, this, this isn't going to end <laughs> anytime soon. And so um, you just kind of had that kind of sense of, well, if I'm going to just keep feeling in pain, if I'm going to keep feeling, you know, whatever, what's the point? And uh, it's not a healthy way to think, but I've definitely gone through stretches of my life where um, I've really suffered mentally um, from this. Well, uh, I congratulate you on everything, uh, no matter what. Uh, I think it's great that everyone uh, can stay positive. Uh, My nan and granddad talked about how it meant they had more time to do music and stuff like that so would you say you had any positives at all like my mum said she didn't have a single positive but yeah no I I definitely see positives I think um you know I I think I academically I really succeeded because I was able to kind of stay at home uh during college and you know stay in my apartment and uh and work um and so i'm in a good place academically and um career-wise uh from that standpoint um i have a lot of time to myself i know a lot of people you know get caught up in a lot of things and don't have a lot of time for themselves um i think the other big one for me uh it's kind of funny but my diet is like pretty weird um because i eat a lot of simple carbs um chicken and like uh, things that like wouldn't necessarily be deemed as healthy, but for me they're healthy right. because um, I can't eat like leafy greens. I can't eat like raw vegetables, and like those are the things that really um, are difficult for me to digest. Um, and so it's kind of funny, but I feel like I wouldn't be able to get away with my diet uh, if I uh, didn't have Crohn's because I'd be uh, overweight probably. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, uh, I don't want to ruin the mood, but what is your worst experience with the disease? Yeah, so, man, I think I've had a lot of bad experiences. So I actually found out recently um, I have a buildup of scar tissue in my small intestine, um, and so I'm going to have to have that surgically removed. Um, the good news was that I... Uh, my active inflammation is really down because of the meds I'm on. And so this is a buildup of like previous inflammation, um, but I'm going to have to get surgery soon. Um, so I'm assuming that that's going to be <laughs> my answer um, soon, but haven't gone through that yet. Um, besides that, I think before I was diagnosed, it was really tough um, because I just didn't know what was going on. And that was really like scary. Um and uh, kind of, I, I think a lot of the like mental problems I've had um, have been really scary for me um, because um, I've just had times when I've really, really, really not felt like um, living, which is really scary because, you know, other times I am able to recognize like that's not okay. Uh, but when you're feeling that, um, it's kind of different. Um, and then... Uh, the other, I've had a, I had a really weird manifestation of Crohn's disease where um, I actually have a hole in my septum in my nose um, because my uh, inside my nose was inflamed um, and it just tore a hole right through my nose and so I had to get a, a septal button put in um, and that was kind of tough because it was just kind of weird <laughs> um, and not it's a pretty rare um, complication due to Crohn's disease and so. Um, it was kind of like freaky, just like realizing you have a hole in your nose. Um, and so there's just some weird things like that where, um, I just kind of chalk it up to the disease and I'm like, (laughs) um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I've just had, I've had a quite a ride the last couple of years. Um, and I'm hoping it gets better after this surgery. Um, and that my, active inflammation is down is a good sign um, that it'll get better. Good.
Right, that is good to hear. Um, finally, have you got anything to say to any young people or anyone, uh, anyone in the world who's struggling with the disease or anything like the disease? Yeah, I think uh, for young people, it's just good to know that there's still hope and like that you still have a reason to wake up in the morning. Um, that's one of the things I struggle with most is like I wake up every day and I'm like, it's just going to be the same. You know, I'm going to feel the same pain. And, um, and so to kind of, um, I, I uh, recommend that you like, you know, take time to reflect and realize like that even though that you're living with something awful, um, that it's still worth, um, you know, living through that, um, and that, um, it's going to be okay, really. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, the other thing I'd like to say is like, make sure you like reach out and get help medically. Um, and that any medical problem, uh, is, it could be, um, a very serious problem. Um, and so, uh, with something like Crohn's disease, if you don't do anything about it, um, it can get worse. And, you know, I'm a prime example of that where um, if I was able to kind of go um, and get my symptoms checked out and like be on medication earlier, I probably wouldn't have to get surgery um, in the next month. Um, and so definitely, definitely, if you have any medical problem besides um, Crohn's disease or something that you think is weird, uh, something that you think is not right to get it checked out, um, um, by a medical professional, um, and not, not just online, but, uh, but go see someone who knows what they're talking about. Right. Uh, is there anything else, just anything you'd like to say whilst we, before we finish? Um, just that I think for people that are experiencing Crohn's, um, there's a lot of really weird uh, symptoms and manifestations that you have um, that you can have with the disease. Um, and so um, just to watch out for those um, and understand like what all can go wrong, um, how you can be impacted by this disease besides I just go to the bathroom a lot. Um, and that's important for other people to recognize too, that this isn't just like the haha funny bathroom disease like, um, that it's a really, really painful uh, thing for anyone to experience um, that can manifest itself in a variety of ways. Um, and I always like to say, like, my GI problems aren't necessarily, like, the worst part of having this disease. Um, I have a lot of joint pain issues and other things um, and the other stuff that I talked about. Um, and so just to recognize that, um, and if you know anyone with, this disease or another autoimmune disorder or another um, disease or disorder um, to reach out to them, uh, make sure that they know that they're loved and cared for. Um, and um, I think the other thing that's important to know is that it's, it's good to um, uh, empathize with people, but um it can be really hard if, you, if you're experiencing chronic pain and you're ta or if someone else is experiencing chronic, chronic pain and you don't know what that feels like, um, do not necessarily try to relate with them and be like, oh, well, yeah, my stomach hurts sometimes too. It's not really what, um, what they want to hear. They just want to know that they're um, cared for and that it sucks. So um, that would be my words for people who know someone who's experiencing uh, something like this. Um. Okay, brilliant. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your stories. It's been really great hearing them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for having me on the, the show. I'm uh, excited to talk about this, and uh, it's, uh, it's really good for people to um, kind of understand this more. Um, and, uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, brilliant. Uh, uh, Thank you so much. Now I am here with Joy Keating to tell us some of her experiences. So, firstly, how are you, Joy? I'm fine, thank you. Let's start with how were you diagnosed? Um, after several issues regarding my stomach and two episodes of iritis, which is inflammation of the eye, I then had further tests um, that confirmed that I had Crohn's disease. 
Um, when were you diagnosed? Uh, April 2008. Uh, what age were you at that point? Uh, 24. Okay. Um, so what challenges... 34. 30. Uh, <laughs> what challenges did you face uh, during the diagnosis? It's, um, it's a very speculative illness from the point of view of it's of the gut and it's not so visible to see they can do blood tests but they're not always accurate they can you know you can tell people how you're feeling but the the tests are quite restrictive one of the only ways of of confirming whether it's Crohn's disease or not is via a colonoscopy which is not a very nice procedure um and that's when they can see through a microscope sort of thing or an endscope that you've got inflammation in your gut. Uh, during this period of time, do you think the doctors and hospitals were okay with you? I, I'm going to re-say that question. During that period of time, did you think the doctors and hospitals were good and helpful? Yeah, eventually... So my stomach problems started a lot sooner than that or a lot earlier than that. And for ages, they just kept saying, oh, it's irritable bowel syndrome. Now, irritable bowel is, is a very disruptive illness in itself, but it's not a lifelong chronic disease. So it's, again, because it's of the gut, it's quite, you know, you get not fobbed off, but your doctors and what have you who aren't specialists will say it's irritable bowel or whatever else before you get the final diagnosis. So there's quite a few years of not knowing, if you know what I mean. Um, talking about doctors and medical um, experiences, what was your opinion on funding for the uh, hospitals and... Doctors. Not enough, no, but I mean, this is in every aspect of the NHS, but nowhere near enough because it was quite a relatively newly recognised illness. There wasn't enough um, detail about it. Uh, I remember your nan and granddad doing lots of fundraising for it. Um, so it was based, a lot of the the research was based on charity, but... Yeah, just not enough. And considering it, it's a massive, it's an illness that is increasing. So you kind of think, well, maybe if they'd have done a bit more and invested into the research earlier on, they wouldn't be faced with so many issues now. Um, staying on the subject of medication and medical experiences, how has medication changed? What, since I was first diagnosed? Yeah. It hasn't really. It it has for certain people because they, depending on the severity of the illness, there are, there's a whole new range of medication called biologics, which is based on stem cell research and stuff. That can help massively, but my own medication um, has pretty much stayed the same other than the fact I've been able to persuade them to reduce it where possible. the When you're first ill with it, they give you loads of steroids to try and make you better, and they're not. it's not very nice medication to be on. Um, would you say the medication that you've been on has worked for you and helped? It's definitely helped. It's definitely helped, but the way it was described to me, especially in the early years when it was really bad that they would give you a course of steroids and it would be like using a sledgehammer to crack a nut. So you'd have far much, far more medication in your system than what you potentially would need. The long-term effects, because it's a relatively newish illness, the long-term effects of all this medication are only just becoming apparent now, which is worrying. Um, the The main medication that I'm on is a type of chemotherapy drug and you're only supposed to be on it for like five or six years and I've been on it since 2008. So. Um, staying on the treatment subject, has have you changed your diet and if so, how has it helped? Massively, 
so I got referred to a nutritionist quite early on in my illness. Um, I was first referred to her because I'd put on four stone in weight in about a year. Um, she wasn't interested really in the weight side of it. She believed that we could address some of the symptoms with diet and she was right. Unfortunately, the diet, the best diet for Crohn's disease lacks nutrients. So it's a very bland diet, no fibre, no fruit, no veg. It's not really great to be on long term, but definitely diet can have a massive impact on Crohn's and it has helped me manage it. Uh, you mentioned there that your diet lacked nutrients and that must make you quite tired. So how has this affected like working and yeah, so I, I'm lucky that I've got a desk job and also I'm able to work from home. But the it's double that the medication that I'm on to treat Crohn's disease and the diet that I follow means that I have something called anemia, which means there's not enough iron and there's not enough red blood cells in my system. And that's a direct result of those two things. So, and the biggest side effect of anemia is fatigue. So I get very tired um, and we don't know yet, but there's potentially a knock-on side effect of that, and which is they, they then lead to migraines. So that's another element that has come about as a result of having this illness. Um, what would you say your worst experience with the illness has been? Uh, well, it's, it's quite... It, it's quite disgusting to say, but there's no doubt about it, that the worst experience, and it's happened more than once, is not having enough time to go to the toilet and therefore having an, having an accident in, in a public place. There, there is all the pain and everything else in the world. It's that feeling and not being able to do anything about it. And that then has a knock-on effect to you choosing to do things. Yeah, I was going to come to... Ha it affecting your social life and and um just going out uh, even going out to eat what would you say has affected you like that massively in in different ways so um as a parent you want to take your children or to certain things places like Alton Towers queuing is an issue because with Crohn's disease you get no real uh warning that you need to go to the toilet so if you're in a queue for four hours to go on a on a roller coaster with your children and you suddenly need to go to the toilet and you're halfway through that line, you just you just can't do it. Um but you have to plan every journey, you have to know before you set off somewhere where your toilet breaks are gonna be. You I've got to the stage where I was bad, where I would take with me everywhere I went, like uh, wipes, spare pants, and, you know, just in case of an accident. You'd have to pick. Everywhere you went, you'd have to know where the toilets were and work out then if you were at a concert, hang around that sort of area so you're not too far, you're never too far away. So, yeah, it there's a lot of things as well where when you when I flared up, you just can't go to things. You just can't. Mm. Um, so, Grandad said that he had some positives from the disease as it meant he stopped working and it meant he had a lot more time for other things like music and travelling. Would you say you have any positives? Well, I, I have been in some ways been able to work through mine um partly because i granddad had a manual job i've got a desk job um so i don't have that as a positive if you like i guess i guess the positives are that in comparison to your granddad the research the diagnosis was a lot further on by the time i got it so i didn't go through a lot of the the pain and suffering your granddad did when he was first diagnosed with it um I guess it helps you reevaluate your life when you have um an ongoing illness. You start to m make life matter, if you like, and think, if I'm only well for so long, how do I want to spend that time best? 
another thing quite similar with Grandad's answer to to what you just said then is that he said it affected his personality in a good way because it it made him just a better person in general. Would you say it affected your personality in a good way? Um, I don't know. Like I said, having uh, taking a step back and being able to evaluate your life, good. The the difference, I guess, between mine and Grandad's is mine was diagnosed when uh, you and your brother were relatively young. I had a full-time job, two young children. Your granddad's got a carer in your nan. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's... Again, it's made me a bit more like, come on, let's enjoy your life sort of thing, but it it's... It's been a hard slog, some of it. Uh, how has it affected parenting? I know you've already talked yeah, about so, that, but... Yeah, we have. We've touched on that in that planning things, going away somewhere. Um, when, prior to having this, I, I foresaw that we'd be going off, like, on camping trips and stuff like that. I had to get rid of our trailer tent to get a static caravan because I couldn't because they go in the toilet in the night and all that sort of stuff. Planning days out. Um, that kind of thing. The, I think there's a lot of things early on that I missed out as a, as a mum because it was too poorly. But also, that not saying that you or your brother necessarily missed out, but I couldn't go. But then there will be things that I couldn't do with you two because we just couldn't plan it because... There was no toilet or it was too much of a big thing to do whilst it was poorly. But that is prior to me getting better, if you know what I mean. I've got a lot better in the last four years. Uh, finally, do you think people understand the disease? Not at all. Not at all. I mean, uh, there's definitely more... It's definitely got a higher profile now than as in previous years. People never even heard of it when Grandad got it. But, no, I, I have people say to me all the time, oh, have you tried eating some brown bread? That might help. Or have you tried doing this? Or you don't look ill. You look fine. You think, well, yeah, what, <laughs> you know... It's a hidden illness, so it's very hard, and people hear a little bit about it, but know very little, if you know what I mean. Uh, Nan actually mentioned that when Grandad first was diagnosed, she had to go to a library, uh, and there were no books in the library. So how would you say technology advancing and being able to see everything about the disease with a few clicks yeah yeah it's a massive improvement the the i guess the the only negative to that is there is almost sort of too much information and too much speculative information out there there's but there's certain organizations that help so there's the national association of colitis and crohn's disease they're the best sources of information because it's underwritten by professionals you can go on Google with any illness and you can read a whole load of horror stories and it'll send you down some sort of rabbit hole of information. But, yeah, without a doubt, the, the technology, it's a lifeline for some people because when you, especially early on, <coughs> you feel very isolated. Not so much for me because your granddad already had it. But I can imagine for a lot of people, especially younger people or, or teenagers going off to uni and all that sort of stuff, there, there is a lot more they've got to consider than some of their friends or colleagues that haven't got the illness. Well, thank you. Um, is there anything you'd like to say to any young people struggling with the disease or anyone struggling with the disease? Look at, to the National Association of Colitis and Crohn's Disease Um they have an online portal. They have loads of links to um, support networks. They have a magazine that comes out each month. If you're well enough, get involved with the fundraising because you'll meet like, like-minded like people. 
help is out there but talk to people don't think that you're isolated don't think it's only happening to you even though every individual's case is different it's good to talk to other people who understand the illness because it is a bit it still is because it's to do with the gut and a lot of the symptoms are not very nice to talk about there's a bit of a stigma attached to it still and i i can imagine as a young person they still might not feel like talking to someone who doesn't understand the illness so definitely go online go on the nacc and find advice and talk to like-minded people thank you thank you here is eddie karen to talk about his experiences with the disease so how were you diagnosed Diagnosed in hospital. When were you diagnosed? 1983. Well, what challenges did the disease bring about? My job. It was difficult to work. I was in heavy engineering. Okay. Uh, I used to go out a lot on breakdowns. I got very tired, so driving was an issue. Um, and also long hours were an issue. But the job had to be done. Yeah. What would you say is the worst experience with the disease? Uh, I would say the, the examinations in hospital. They're very intrusive. During the diagnosis? Yes. Uh, are there any positives? <laughs> <laughs> there is. We made, my wife and I made the best of what the problem was. And so we went, we bought a motorhome, went touring in Europe quite a bit. Right. And the motorhome was self-contained, so the problem of going to the toilet was not an issue. But the thing was, where we went was warmer, beneficial to the other things that come along with Crohn's. So that was the upside. Good to know. Uh, how has it affected your personality? I think I'm a lot better. I was very, when I worked, I was very aggressive, or I could be. I was a senior shop steward, um, a chief negotiator for the responsible for 26 depots throughout England. And that brought a lot of aggression, and that's how I became a better person, I think, than I had Crohn's. So you could say that's another positive. Has medication worked? At first it didn't work very well. Then a new drug was brought out, which I had to inject myself every fortnight. And that has been a, a very, an excellent thing. But it was very expensive. Yeah, that brings me on to my next question, actually. Were you about to say something? Not only that, uh, Without it, I think I'd have been a much worse person, probably wouldn't be here now. So that is a good gateway into my next question, which is how has medication changed over the years? Well, when I first got Crohn's, very few people had heard of it. And so the medication was, I think, hit and miss. Like, the, the azathioprine wasn't a very good medication. It had all sorts of side effects. And also the infusion of iron was not very good. I had problems with that. How have you been treated in hospitals and by doctors and medical experts? Very well. Very well. I'm glad that we've got the National Health Service. So you said earlier about how you... It, became a big challenge working. Would you like to elaborate more on that? How it affected, like, specifically what you were doing in your oh, job? But the engines that we worked on uh, were quite big, and sometimes they had to be hand-started. That is, with a starting handle turning the crank. And I couldn't do it, but my friends at work often helped me out. They say, no, don't do it, we'll start it up for you. Got it. Do you think people understand the disease? No. No. Do you no. think it people have a better understanding now as when they did? Some of them do, but uh, you look at me, 
didn't appear to be anything wrong with me. I've got both my legs, both my arms, and so, you know, I mean, he must be all right, but I don't know what's going on inside my gut. Have you changed diet over the years? Yes. And if so, did it help? Well, to an extent it helped, but I can't eat fibrous food. That would go straight through me, so I stick to white bread. But I, my intake of fruit is very well. I, I eat a lot of fruit. Good. Has the condition impacted you in other areas, like your social life? or? Well, yes and no, because it gave me more time to pursue things I wanted to do, like music. I taught myself to play the violin, the guitar, mandolin and other bits and pieces. So that was, that was a good thing. It gave me more time to explore my reading, which I do a lot of, and travel was, was a big thing. It was just the heavy work that I couldn't cope with. I've heard a lot about how people who maybe, let's say they're going out to a party or something, it takes a lot more work with the disease. Would you say you've got any experiences with that sort of thing? Of, of going out socially? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're always worried in case you get problems. One of the big things with, with Crohn's is, is diarrhoea. And uh, you have to you worry, you know, am I going to get a bout of diarrhoea when I'm out? Um, I have had experiences where I've leaned against a wall and not been able to move. It's been that bad. If I were moved, I would have had an accident. And that's happened quite a few times. It never, ever goes away. Um, do you think there is enough financial funding? No. No? No. Would you like to share any experiences um, that give a good example of that? The last time I talked to a professional about it, it's not particularly funded by the government, like uh, cancer or, or something like that. There is no funding of the government. It is, it is uh, monies are raised through donations, work and sub subscriptions to Crohn's. And, but there's not enough funding. Mind you, in saying that, there's not enough funding for the NHS, but um, they're learning all the time. Yeah, I've heard more work coming out and there's more treatments and yeah. stuff coming out. But um, they're learning all the time. Yeah, I've heard more work coming out and there's more treatments and yeah. stuff coming out. Wondering what it was like in the stages of being diagnosed and going through tests and... Well, at first, because there wasn't a wide knowledge of Crohn's, even though it's been around for centuries, Nobody had really got to grips with it. And when I was first diagnosed, it was thought I had cancer. Uh, I was in hospital for five weeks. Uh, and it was very, the tests were very intrusive. And uh, that's about it. That was the worst part of having Crohn's, yeah. was the tests. Okay. And then the final diagnosis, you've got Crohn's disease. I'd never read it before, I didn't know what it was. It's a life-changing illness. Yeah. It was first thought that people, speaking to my consultant, my doctor, because I get on with them very well, uh, it was first thought that you didn't get uh, cancer of the colon if you've got Crohn's disease or colitis. But since they found out, it's more of a danger that you, you could get cancer. Yeah. But um, they're learning all the time. Yeah, I've heard more work coming out and there's more treatments and yeah. stuff coming out. Well, thank you for your time. Is there anything you'd like to say to other people with Crohn's disease that might be listening? For other people who might have Crohn's or a serious illness? Yeah. Be positive. Don't get into that. It's very easy to slip into depression, 
uh, don't want to do anything, but be, be positive about things. And don't let other people get you down. Don't let anything get you down. So we are here with Anne Karen, and she's going to tell us her experiences about living with people with the disease. So, Anne, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good. So, could you run us through the beginning of Grandad getting the disease? Yes, it was very frustrating because we didn't have a name for it then. We just knew he wasn't well. He was tired all the time. He would go out to work, come in and fall asleep. I'd wake him to go to bed and then it started off again. He'd go to work and the same thing happened. And I wondered if he should have a tonic. So we went to the doctors and they eventually did some tests of different ones. Oh, he lost weight. He lost a lot of weight. He went down to eight stone and he had been 11 and a half. So that was a worry. <clears throat> he thought he may have cancer because that was the, the word that everybody had heard. Uh, they did tests and they found out eventually it was Crohn's disease, which was a big relief that there was a name for this. So then I went to the library to read up on Crohn's disease and there was no books on it, that nobody knew anything about it except Crohn's disease was called after a German doctor, Dr. Crohn. Yeah. That's where we got, but it would seem that it's uh, an ill. I was a thought food might have helped it, different foods. Um, when Grandad was really ill with the Crohn's and tired <clears throat> and running to the toilet all the time, it meant we couldn't go out anywhere. If we did, we had to research where toilets were. Um, I started thinking that I could cure him by healthy eating and the doctors assured me that yes, healthy eating would help, but it wouldn't cure it. There is no cure. Uh, stress makes it worse. So it seemed as though we just had to do the best we could. Right. Uh, so you mentioned going out and your social life there. How did it affect your social life? So maybe when you weren't going out with Grandad, if you if you just your mates wanted to go out, did it change that? <clears throat> yes, I would say it did, because I felt I couldn't leave him with him being ill. I felt I had to be there to look after him if he needed me. If there was something that I could do, then I would. So yes, it restricted my... Uh, quality of life. Yeah. How do you think it affected your personality, if it does? I think it made me more determined to try and find a cure, which I couldn't do, but at the time it was a challenge for me. Uh, do you think hospitals and doctors were helpful? Very, very helpful. We were very lucky at uh, Leighton Hospital because there were specialists who did know about Crohn's disease and they were a big help. You can find all about the disease uh, everywhere. How was it like trying to find information? You said there was no books in libraries, so like what did you do? We joined the NACC, which stands for the National Association of Crohn's Disease and Colitis. Yeah. It was the best thing we could have done and I would advise anyone 
to go to join them because you're not on your on your own there. Was it difficult for you, um, just during the entire thing? <clears throat> when two people get married, you get married. Your vows are in sickness and in health, so you do the best you can, and that's how I saw it. Fair enough. Um, how much more did you have to do for granddad or for my mum, just like in general, like changing from before granddad was ill to whilst he was ill, like? Um, well, there's a lot more like <clears throat> accidents that he would have, not getting to the bathroom in time, or if he was ill in the night, then there was more bedding to wash. Um, things like that were more prevalent than, than normal. Got it. Um, you said about writing foods down. Mm-hmm. that you thought would uh, make him bad. So what else did you do to help during that time? I <clears throat> decided healthy eating would be the best benefit. So I, well, your mum was little and so was a brother and they had to suffer having wholemeal <laughs> rice, wholemeal bread, wholemeal pasta, everything, fruit, veg, whether they liked it or not, I thought I was helping them as well as helping Grandad. Um, talking about my mum, since you already knew about Crohn's, when my mum was diagnosed, did you like feel a lot better about it? I spoke to the doctor, the specialist at Leighton, for Grandad was also the specialist for your mum. So I spoke and he assured me that because they were that more advanced, that your mum wouldn't suffer like Grandad did because they knew of medicines and special extra research had been done. So uh, they assured me that your mum would not suffer like Grandad. Yeah, and seeing how medication and stuff has changed throughout the years, from an outside perspective, do you think it's gotten better? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Grandad's quality of life with Crohn's disease is a hundred times better than when he was first diagnosed. That's good. Um, And do you get any support? from and because i know you have to look after like my mum and granddad in certain instances but is there any support like helping you out there no no there isn't but i did find out that by raising funds for the crohn's disease association helped me because i thought i was helping them by raising money for research so it was around roundabout thing. I was helping the research by raising money, but I felt good that I was doing something. Um, that's a very uh, mortar thing to say. Martyr. <laughs> that's the right word. Grandad mentioned that when he got diagnosed, his life started to get better because he didn't have to work as much and it meant he had time for traveling and Mm -hmm. to do his music. Would you agree? Yeah, we realized our life had changed tremendously. So you're faced with two ways, you either sink or swim. And we decided to do the positive side. And when he was taken ill, even when we were abroad, we just rested up wherever we were because we were in a motorhome. We stayed put, he would rest and until he felt well enough to travel again. So you learn to make the most of the good times and rest during the bad times. Uh, Very good. 
finally, do you have anything to say to any people that might be listening, that might be going through a similar thing? I would say uh, to query any of the doctors if they don't seem to uh, be finding anything, if they seem to be saying, oh, you'll be all right next week, you'll be all right. And if they do diagnose Crohn's disease or colitis, please join the NACC. Thank you very much. So a massive thank you to everyone who has been a part of this today and a massive thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you have learned some things about Crohn's disease. If you are still wondering about the disease, there are many, many websites that can help. Some of the best ones are crohnsandcolitis.org.uk, which is the Crohn's and Colitis UK homepage. Then the Crohn's disease page on the NHS website, which is www.nhs.uk. And then once you're on that site, you search up Crohn's disease. Then finally, the NACC, which is the National Association of Care and Catering. And that is the nacc.co.uk. Again, thank you all for listening. And I hope you learned some new things.